Welcome to a Ginger's Tailgate. Again, I am joined by Lewis. Not not. Am I doing right? No. I didn't do it. It's okay. No, no, no. Keep correcting me. It's fine, Brandon. Oh, sorry, Brandon. My fault. My apologies. You can call me Peterson next. Just call me Norm. <laughs> Mr. Peterman. I can get my beer. Uh, Cheers. It's Fontenot and it's all good. I, I know it's Fontenot. I said that the first time and you corrected me. Anyway, we're having, a, we're having a good oh, inside good. joke here, but I am actually, for the first time in the history of this podcast, not creating the topics, and I am absolutely thrilled that I'm riding shotgun to Lewis. So, Lewis, have at it. All right. Sounds good. Well, hey, I came up with some topics for tonight that we can talk about. We're going to get at the very, very end into the NFL draft, but before we do that, let's introduce our third wheel today, right? What? Our special guest... He's coming in. He's going to talk some college with us. We got Mike Williams. Mike, how you doing, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Welcome, Mike. Having a good evening. All right. Well, let's jump right into it. The, the big topic that I have tonight, the overall topic is going to be COVID and how it affects everything going on in the, in the future with college football specifically. Now, the one thing is this happens every year, right? We're used to it. We deal with the college football rankings, the way too early top 25. And these guys have been good to us, so we're going to continue to shout them out. 247sports.com, we went and found the way too early rankings. So we're going to discuss that a little bit, but we're going to discuss how COVID affects those rankings. So I'm just going to go ahead and start. We got 25 teams listed here. And it starts out with a lot of the teams we would expect at the top. We got Alabama 1, Clemson 2. Oklahoma three, Georgia four, and we got Ohio State Buckeyes five. Now one through five, personally, I say that sounds about right. Anybody really kind of have an objection to those teams? We feel they're there no. every year, right? I, I do, but I, I don't. You always give a mulligan to Alabama and Clemson at this point, right? Like they're just, yep. they're, they're, how do I put this, Phil and Tiger, right, in every major. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For sure. Okay. So only, I don't I don't have a problem with it, but I really want to see their quarterbacks. That's fair. Absolutely fair. Okay. I think a lot of teams. The only problem year. that I have with it is how do you put Notre Dame in the college football playoffs a year ago and you come and rank them eighth? Yep. I, I actually mean, think they're higher and I hate them, but we'll get to that. <laughs> well, <laughs> Six through ten, we got A&M, Texas A&M, Iowa State, the trendy pick, as I call it, Notre Dame at eight, got Cincinnati Bearcats at nine, one of the group of five uh, darlings from last year, and at ten, rounding it out, Oregon. Now, I know Oregon last year was the youngest team to be on the playing field because of injuries and because of sit-outs and everything else. So they're young. They're bringing back a lot of talent. But even at ten, it's kind of like, okay – I don't know. So yeah, you you Mike, you mentioned Notre Dame at eight. What about Cincinnati at nine? Anybody worry about that? I mean, they did go, I believe, nine and one, ten and one. I okay. Mike, go first. <laughs> I'm I'm not I'm actually not I'm not too worried about Cincinnati. Um I think it'll I do think they'll fall in the rankings once the season starts. I think, you know, two four seven sports is riding way too high on them. But um I think that'll work itself out. I'm not too worried about where they are right now. I don't I agree. disagree with what you just said. I actually 100% agree with it, but this is what we call the overreaction bowl game. 
They yeah. almost beat Georgia. Well, shit, next year they're going to beat everybody. Yeah. No, no, everybody's going to look at them and their conference as their Super Bowl game, and they might not. Yeah. Now, are they eighth? Probably not, but I mean, Ninth, yeah. Yeah, well, it just right on down the line. I think North Carolina is one of those – you know, we spoke in the previous pod, Brendan and I spoke about how certain teams, I want to see what their offense does. And at number 11 is North Carolina. Yeah, that's great. You're returning the quarterback. He's a senior, Sam Howell. But you just lost both of those running backs. And if I believe so, they've lost at least a receiver or two who's going to go in the draft sometimes. I don't disagree, but here's the problem. Yeah. Their coach. And I, I the, the ranking is based on the coach there, and I'm willing to actually – I didn't think he should be removed from Texas. And every year since he has been, he's proven that he shouldn't have been. Right. But here's the thing about Texas, especially living down here. <laughs> if you don't win a title every five years. <laughs> if you don't win it, how about if you only win one title in 20 years? It's really a problem. It's kind of, they're thinking in the same mentality. Once again, crossover sports, they're thinking in the same mentality of the Yankees. Oh, oh yes. We're yep. really good. We're really good. That's great. They feel you they are good. more important than it. Yep. You've won one title in 20 years. So all that, I'm the best team, like Texas right now, now that they've got Sarkeesian, we'll see how that turns around in the next couple of years. Rounding out the 15, top 15, Iowa Hawkeyes. Me, I'm kind of like that to begin. But then let's keep going, 16 through 20. Start getting into some of the names we know, but really going to depend on how it goes. So at 16, we've got the LSU Tigers, 17, Penn State. 18, Miami, 19, Arizona State, and 20, Indiana. Once again, they're kind of in this. Now we're starting to get into the teams of, okay, we saw what you did last year. Now you got to prove it this year, right? I don't think there's anyone in there that makes me go, oh, yeah, they should be in the top five. And no, they're all in the kind of the same boat. Prove it to me. Show what I you got. saw a lot of polls, and yes, we, we decided on 247, which I love. Yep. I saw a lot of polls giving a lot of love to nearly nine Big Ten teams in the top 25. And what people don't realize is you can't have that many because they're going to beat no. up on each other. Yeah. This isn't this isn't the NCAA tournament where you can send nine teams from a conference. Right. It's just not how that works. Right. You're normally going to end up the year about five or six. And even then, that's maybe one conference who does that. Well, the so. SEC always gets seven because they're. You know. Well, yeah. So, Mike, what do you think of that? Kind of that 16 through 20. Same kind of thing, right? Yeah, I, I, I pretty much. I mean, 16 through 20 is fine. Um, if I didn't I didn't get the say anything about Florida. I think Florida should be, I mean, 12 is not bad, yeah, but we, I, we would, I don't know who I would switch them with at 12, um, but I would definitely put them top 10. I mean, Coach Mullen has won at least eight games the three seasons he's been in Florida, and I think he's building a pretty good program. So they will lose a lot in the draft this year. Uh, obviously, the coach is the system there, so yeah, I definitely think thing. they should be Somewhere in top ten, but that that whole ten through twenty round off. Other than Florida being twelve, I think I'm I'm okay with you. Good with that. Okay, and then we get down to the top twenty five, and it just feels like they gave some group of five love. We got twenty one, Coastal Carolina, sitting twenty two. We got Oklahoma State, twenty three, Texas, and then Washington at twenty four, and then rounding out at twenty five, the Louisiana Raging Cajuns. So 
Raging Cajuns and Coastal Carolina coming from the Sunbelt Conference, one of the group of five. They really had a competitive game last year, and Coastal Carolina beat them out. And that was Louisiana's only loss, and then Coastal Carolina went on to beat BYU. So hmm, I think it's got two of the you know group of five teams, and then it's got some, you know, some more show-me teams in there, Oklahoma State, Texas, Washington. We all know the programs. We all know the coaches. It's just what's going to happen. And I guess Texas – bringing in Sarkeesian, you know, Brendan's very high on them, correct? You're thinking it's – it's they're going to turn it around quickly. I think he's got a better shot than anybody else does. I, I think they, they bungled two hirings in a row because mm-hmm. recruiting at Houston or where was the previous – where's the previous coach? I'm sorry. I believe he's in South Florida. Okay. Not hard. Right, but here's the problem: Texas still thinks that they are SEC worthy, and they are not. That's their problem. Oklahoma has figured out how to get around that and be in the top ten every year and be okay with it. Texas, on the other hand, goes, "Oh my God, I I don't understand. I we're not number five. We're not number four. We're not number two. We're not number one. Oh oh, I'm sorry. We are the best team ever. Oh wait." Alabama would crush you 45 to three and they probably give you the field goal in the last three seconds. Shut up. Well, you know, Texas's probably biggest non-conference game was two years ago. And look what LSU did. Walked into Austin and slapped them around. Oh, that was a good year for LSU. Now, granted, that's probably one of the best five offenses <laughs> ever. But my point is, yeah, Texas has been this way for a while and it's going to take some major I'm not even going to call it recruiting because Mac Brown recruited five star after five star at Texas for forever. It's all about working hard with Texas. That's my personal opinion. One of the best bought teams in NCAA history. Mm-hmm. That was yeah. his one title was more impressive than anything. That would have been like, how, how do I put this? Um, during Wooden's years at UCLA, that would have been like, uh, I don't know, like Western Kentucky beating them with no one. Maybe someone like that. Oh, I'm sorry, because it's already been proven that Wooden bought his teams. Like, sorry. That's, I mean, but yeah. USC bought that team. <laughs> well, yeah, we know that. We know right. it now, but like he actually beat it with Vince Young, and that was about it. <laughs> right. So to, to kind of segue into the next thing, now we've talked about these top 25 I've got to ask you two questions, though. Oh, go ahead. Two, two uh, you roll. And I absolutely love talking about Louisiana and Coastal Carolina. Yes. Mm-hmm. In conference. Yes. They're not getting the love, but they're returning everybody. I think, I think out of everyone in college football, they are returning, what is it, 22 starters that would be there? I think they're returning 20 and 19, respectively. Right. Well, they actually shocked the shit out of some people. Well, UL Lafayette or Louisiana. Yeah, I mean, whatever you want. It's kind of my that that's my actual hometown. So even though I live in Dallas, Fort Worth, I, I grew up there. I understand your last name. Now I will uh, never mispronounce it. There you go. There, there we go. Due to you know elementary school <laughs> times, I was over there. I do visuals, but man, I laugh. Out. <laughs> now here's the thing: UL Lafayette has the chance to do that because. You know, normally what happens with a group of five, 
Bill, Billy Napier took over the program, I think two, maybe three years ago, got him to 10 wins back to back years. And all the big schools came coming, came calling to, to hire him away. Our last he topic. didn't leave. I'm going to, I'm not going to lie to you. I play like NCAA still, right? Like the college, the yeah, last college I'm recruiting game. I have it. If I'm coaching at UL Lafayette and Auburn comes calling, I'm leaving. It's, it, it, it's a no brainer. But the fact that he stayed away from a, a team like that, that is the part that is very interesting to me. So if the guy at Coastal Carolina, I believe it, it was his first year this past year, if he stays around, that's how these group of five teams move up, right? Right. Um, so we'll see. We'll see how that all plays out. Mike, do you yeah, have anybody? I commented on my very first podcast, and I loved your your feedback, which, Mike, it was, it was about restructuring the Power Five. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, and honestly, I think that needs to happen, but we'll, we'll not get back into that. But like I and then our last topic last week was transferring, which it, it coaches have it the same way. Like it sucks. Like you can't transfer if you want to build a program and be that legend. Yeah, no, you can, and you can go to a different I, school. I definitely agree with the restructuring. Um I mean, I know we're not going to go into it, but I'm a guy. And as I join y'all for more shows and we get to talking about more things, y'all will understand. I'm, I will always bring up conferences. I'm big on, you know, conference matters. When you're talking about how good a team is, where they should be ranked, um, what they've done during the season or whatever, the conference definitely matters. So um, a lot of some of those conferences have too many weak schools. Um, and then the the two or three teams that beating up on the whole conference is mm-hmm. is just crazy. So right, I I'm definitely gonna, I'm gonna give you 30 seconds. You ready? I'll give you 30 seconds of the previous pod. I believe there should be 128 teams, north, south, east, west, 32 teams in each region, and you do promotion and relegation. So the last 15 and 16 move down, while 17 and 18 and the bottom group move up. And then that whole region shares bull money, revenue, other things. So it allows the teams like a Duke, a Vanderbilt, a Baylor, at least in football uh, recently, uh, Kansas. It allows them to not be sitting in a power five conference where they're garbage. It allows the smaller teams to move up the board and play the bigger boys. And then that way it's none of this, um, you know, unfairness. It's all just kind of here's a region and you're part of the region and we're going to schedule it. And that's, it is what it is. So, and, and, and shout out to Trey Hill because he actually does the editing for us and I love him to death. He said, no one should be able to take from a smaller school, a smaller school, like let's say somebody rushes 2,500 yards. So let's call it not be able to transfer to a top 10 school. Hmm. And that, like, he made some really great points to me on a, a private message. And God bless you, Trey. That was fantastic. Like, I sat there and I'm like, damn it, I wish you were the third person last week because that's a great point. Mm-hmm. No, Alabama, no Clemson, you don't get him. Yeah. And well, fuck you for trying. I'm sorry. Well, here you go. I'm going to make you just a little more mad. NCA one time transfer rule has been cleared. So, here's the rule. It's a change on this past Wednesday, today, that allows all athletes who have not yet transferred the ability to do so one time in a college career and be immediately eligible to play. And there he goes. Ginger's top has blown. 
That's not right. Alabama, right, but Alabama doesn't deserve a guy from Memphis. No, for three twenty-five hundred yards, they don't. Well, Mike's going to disagree with you on that. I am. I am definitely going to disagree with you on that. We (laughs) we need. The guy that's rushing for twenty five hundred yards, we definitely yeah, need six more. Can do that. He's a he's a Bama <laughs> fan. Can you blame him? Now, here's the thing: I don't I don't, this I don't. rule does not specify if you can transfer again, because at the very end of the article it says, "Athlete is not eligible automatically as eligible as a graduate transfer. You can still that apply means, for a waiver." So what they're doing is they're kind of time right. They're kind of taking the good and the bad of what we talked about in the previous pod of. Okay. If, if somebody transfer. is not going in the first round and they're a very good running back and they want to go to Alabama or Wisconsin or wherever. Okay. They got a fifth year to prove themselves. Russell Wilson is the greatest yeah. example of it. Right. He wasn't a first round pick and he still ended up a third round pick. Mm-hmm. And he won a Super Bowl. I'm okay with that. But I'm so not okay, okay with the graduate transfer. Yes. But what yes. I do like is they're not allowing you to graduate transfer automatically if you've already transferred once before. So they're okay. kind of meeting in the middle of the not having more than one transfer thing. So in that regard, I like the rule, but it still needs some tinkering as far as I mean, because honestly, with the transfer portal and what we discussed last week, it, it would be too easy for Nick Saban to just be like, I don't need to go to high schools anymore. All I got to yeah. do is get the freshman and sophomore that aren't happy. Agreed. Pretty much. Agree. I mean, I'm a Bama fan, but I still agree with that. It's not fair. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Finish out what you're thinking. Sorry. Oh, no, I was, I was just agreeing with Brendan. I'm, I definitely agree. Uh, it, it's going to change recruiting 100%. Um, because guys aren't going to have to work hard for, especially if you have a one of those dream schools that you know Alabama. Who doesn't want to go to Alabama? Um, you know schools like that. You you're not going to have to go to high schools and recruit freshmen and things like that. You can just you know you can go grab a guy that you see balling in. Um, I mean, what's the school? Just Oklahoma or how about Southern know, Miss? Yeah, you know, like regionally Southern Miss, crazy. Carolina. Yeah. Northern uh, Illinois. Right, right. Just, you just, just go somewhere regional Alabama. Yeah, they just go pick a them up. Seasoned player rather than a high school guy. State. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Exactly. So this kind of goes into the next point too, which is I guess how COVID has affected all of this, right? They kind of starting with the transfers or doing other things. I'm more concerned with how COVID is going to affect not only college football games, but just how does that affect coaching? So I know, Mike, you're coaching little bitty kids, but to me, coaching is coaching. So how has COVID affected coaching just as an overall whole this past year for you? Uh, for me personally, coach, COVID has affected coaching. Um, and it, it, I'm pretty sure every coach has dealt with it. Um, it seemed like every time COVID struck my team, it was key players, you know, it's never the guy who the 15 guy in the rotation who or is only going to in the game if you're beating somebody by 40. Um, yeah. It's never him. I mean, one of the biggest weekends um, of my season, I would I missed out on my three of my starters. And I played the best two teams that we had to play that this season and lost games by one and two points. Mm. So – you know, those those are games where you like, 
hell, if I had my starters, we'd beat the shit out of them. But you know, um, and this is basketball. That's how you really feel. <laughs> is this basketball, right? This this is basketball. basketball. But even for football, I mean, you have when you have guys who, you know, they have to sit out days and miss games because they come in contact um, with someone with COVID or. You know, you got someone who committed, but then maybe their grandmother got COVID and now they're not sure that they want to come to school and play ball because, you know, COVID is still very much alive. Um, we got the vaccines, but it's still not, you know, it's, I think it's far from over. So um, it's going to continue to affect coaching in that way and teams overall when you when you have to miss out on key players um, and even sometimes coaches because they've come in contact with COVID. So that that's the biggest thing uh, in the sports world period with COVID is the, the way things, I mean, it's, I understand safety, but it's just the way things are with, you know, you've been around this person now we won't have you for this game. And, you know, sometimes it's just, you know, like my situation is just around the worst time of your schedule. You know, you don't get that though. That don't happen when Alabama has to play, I don't know, Northern Texas or something. It happens when they got to play LSU, you know, so. Yeah. You You're know, right, because like, he was out for that game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm a North Texas alum, and trust me, it does happen. We're like, oh, <laughs> they're missing three offensive linemen. We got to change. Oh, no, we're down 40. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> I, I, I actually appreciate what you say, because are you in healthcare at all? I'm not. Okay, and and Lewis, you're not right. No. Okay, you know what I do for a living, correct? Okay. Yes. Mike, we, we really haven't talked. I'm a traveling nurse recruiter, so I set up nurses on 13 week contracts throughout the country, making more money than they would have ever made at home. A lot of it's tax free. Here's the problem: my ex is a nurse. She actually got COVID. My kid stayed with me for 14 days and couldn't go to school. He's four. If you ever want to hear about the worst 14 days we've ever spent together. <laughs> I mean, cause like, okay. So like I do a lot of my meetings in my company cause we're all remote like this. Right. And folks we'll, we'll break the fourth wall. We're on a zoom so that we can see how we talk to each other. But let me tell you this, we do the audio and thank you, Trejo. But long story short, my kid is a streaker. Frank, the tank, no alcohol needed streaker. And this, this yeah, we're going we're gonna to have a, we're going to have a parental moment. We're all parents here. And, right. we're have this. Yeah, yeah. And, and Trey, if you delete this, I swear to God, I'll kill you. <laughs> My kid gets Frank to tank the minute he wakes up. Yeah. Like I can get him into some pajamas. The minute yeah. he's awake, he's got a dongle dangling. That's yeah, all I'm he's saying. Gone. He's gone. Yeah. Yep. And it, but then he'd start climbing all over my head in front of my professional. Uh, yeah. And he'd be, he'd be teabagging me in front of oh. my friends, <laughs> my coworkers. And it, I'm not saying. Trey, you can edit out the second part. Or not. <laughs> but like a lot of our zooms would end very, very quickly. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. I gotta, I gotta pause video. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm video going out. Have a great day guys. <laughs> Well, yeah, no, I've, I've, I would have my because I don't wear a hat on a professional thing, right. but I have my bald head, and you would just see my son like thrusting into the back of my head, and I'd be like, Please. Sorry, yeah, 
you know, you're not the only one. Trust me. Um, okay. <laughs> working in the, I work in the mortgage world and, you know, you're taking phone calls and whatnot and just, you're sitting there and you just have to scream at the rest of the house, shut up. And then yep. you get, you know, unmute. So it's, it's on, it's, it's the way of the, it's the new, I hate using that term, but it's the new norm. Right? Oh, just, I, yeah, gonna, I hate it too, but it's, you're absolutely right. It is what it is. I mean, I'm, I'm literally potting from my office, which is also the other part of my bedroom. I mean, my commute is five feet away. That's every day. I could just roll out God of bed. Bless your wife. <laughs> yeah. God bless her. But that's, you know, that's a whole nother story for a whole nother time. So anyway, We've kind of covered everything, but, you know, there is this big event going on tomorrow evening. I don't know if you guys know um, the I NFL mean, draft. You kind of almost have to go against them, but you're, you're almost be in a softball but field or something. I am curious about, hey, if it's raining, I'm there. But if it's not raining, well, speaking, I mean, of, we're, we're speaking of what Mike said earlier, something. we're the three seed and we're playing number one and we're playing number two. Okay. We got, it's an important week. We got to, we got to play it if it's, you know, if we're there now, getting back to it tomorrow Listen, night, NFL draft, bag and they'll forfeit. That's fine. I don't care. <laughs> I just want. I just want to. Mike's laughing. That's all that matters. <laughs> I want the two W's. I don't care how I get them. I really don't. If the whole team comes out with COVID, it's not my fault. Uh, I didn't do it. Yeah. Right. Oh wait, Mike. All right, come on, come on. I'm gonna rein you in. Rein you in, big guy. All right, NFL draft first rounds tomorrow night, ESPN. But. One of us here is a Bama fan. So now I'm curious. I know you know the Alabama prospects. I know you know a bunch of them are trying to go first round. I know you probably know a lot of the roster, but you texted me something very interesting earlier. And you said, I said, I have an opinion on who Alabama, who on Alabama shouldn't go as high as the boards have him. So you've piqued my interest. Yeah, I'm going to mute and just let you All ride on that one. I've set the screen and your ISO on the right side. So let's see. <laughs> let's see what you got. So, Tell us all about the prospects. So on all of the, the draft big boards I've seen and even the, the prospect rankings, I really believe the NFL world and, you know, all the insiders are riding way too high on Mac Jones. And this is why I say that I'm looking at a, a mock draft right now where it has the 49ers trading up to three to get him at three. Um, now, my problem with that is you have a quarterback who just played a season and any quarterback could have had that season with, I mean, he literally had a Heisman winning receiver. My so, fat ass could have. <laughs> I mean, you got you got a Heisman winning receiver, and I mean, you just got you, you got the weapons that you need at your disposal. So, I mean, for a team like San Francisco to be riding that high or thinking about uh, because these guys are NFL insiders, so they're not going to make predictions just to be making them. This is okay. definitely something that the 49ers I agree are. With you, who do you think San Francisco is actually taking? If they trade up to three, you have to take Fields um, if he is still on the board, definitely. Um, But even if he's not, I don't think he would go one or two. But even if Fields is not available, you still – I wouldn't take Mac Jones there. Um, Lance, right? I actually take Lance, yes. I I like Lance better than Mac Jones. So, I just think 
um, a lot of people have him going three to the 49ers or to the Patriots. And New England, now I'm not going to say he's going to be a, a star, but once Cam is done, if Josh McDaniels is still there, I believe he could work with him just because he is Josh McDaniels. You know, he could probably make the offense easy enough to where he could – even Mac Jones could be good in it. But um, I don't think he's going to come in the NFL and be what these guys think he's going to be. I, I'm not going to say he's going to be a bust, but he's not going to have a top five career. You know, so I definitely think uh, he is the one prospect that I think is going to end up going too high. Whoever takes him um, that high, he probably should end up sliding. If he slides second round at best, if you're going to draft him second round at best, but definitely not first round. Or if if it is first round, definitely not top five. He's not a lottery pick. Right. Born and raised in Boston. Lewis, what did I say last week? Mac Jones. Well, first of all, Mac Jones didn't go in our mock draft of 32 picks. So falling to the second round alone is kind of what's going to happen. It's going to be between him. The way I'm looking at it, it's between him and Lance, right? One of them right. gets picked somewhere near the top and one of them might slide all the way down into the late twenties. So. But if, but if Jones is up there and fields is gone or uh, oh, yeah. fields and Lance are gone, I don't think the Patriots jump. And then I think they either well, Parsons is going to fall or, and we discussed this last week, Smith, Waddle, I don't think, I don't think Pitts falls that far. No. At all. Pitts but gone. Chase gone. Between, between those three people, wouldn't you take one of them and then, like I told you last week, go for, uh, oh my God, Florida quarterback. Why can't I? Uh, Trask. Trask. Thank you. In the second round? That's, yeah, that's I, a better draft than anybody could expect out of the Patriots. I know you're riding the Parsons train hard, and I don't blame you there. If you want to take him, take him at 15. If he falls to 15, that's that is a Aaron Rodgers fall. Now, does the Bridgewater to Broncos trade does that change or affect anything? If you're right. in New England, I, I was talking to the boys earlier on my private message, Joe and and Sean, and they're like, "Oh, that doesn't discount that they would take a quarterback." I'm like, "Yes, it does." I think it would a little. His contract, he could get signed after they get him. They could mm-hmm. also trade him for something. They could. Yeah, it's going to be very interesting because I think we're thinking of all those teams kind of in that 6 to 10, kind of 6 to 11 range, right? Right. One of these quarterbacks starts slipping. Carolina's phone should be ringing off the hook. Denver's phone, Detroit. Denver um, has all the wide receivers. They've Dallas. got tight end. They've got running right. backs. Now they actually have a functional quarterback. They could draft Parsons. Yeah, they could. Parsons, to them, makes sense now. Because the Broncos? Yes, he does. He does. You're absolutely correct. So, with Mac Jones and Trey Lance, <clears throat> what I think is going to happen, if Mac Jones goes high and Trey Lance ends up being the one who, slip, who slips – I think that we might see some hell and high water for the rest of this, this NFL offseason because I think someone might take Lance, who has an okay quarterback, but they don't have a really good quarterback. Um, but they have a quarterback that's good enough to, you know, maybe get you to a wild card round. Call the Patriots. Right outside. Yeah. That, Minnesota. There you go. Minnesota at 14. 
Right. So um, if he slips, he'll be a steal. And a team with a right, a team with a quarterback who already thinks that QB one is going to probably try to force their way out, so they don't have to play behind the rookie. Um, because there there is a, a couple of teams who I think that if he slides and they steal him, he could probably go and fight for a QB one spot. So for sure, oh, I see on that. Hundred percent. No, yeah, so I, I think. I mean, I I love, I love the intrigue of the first round. Normally, right. it's, it's the second through fourth that I actually watch with more intent. And this year, like I remember, God, when did Eric Fisher get drafted? Eric Fisher got drafted in 2013. First, okay. Pick. I remember Central that Michigan. first round. I'm at a bar. I got 20 people together. We're all eating wings. We're all drinking beer. And we talked about football for 10 minutes. That was the worst first round ever. And yet it produced a lot of solid people, but they were not glamorous. No. At all. At all. This year, we are going to see so many failures. And I get the failure part a lot. Like I think it's going to be more enjoyable for the failures. I don't see Wilson as a success. I just don't. Zach Wilson. Funny that you say that. I was just about to say, I don't see, I, and I hate I to say the Jets it. Pick, so of course he's going to fail. I hate to say it, but I don't see Trevor Lawrence doing too well. Jacksonville is just I love that Lewis. It's just too bad of a situation mm-hmm. um, for this guy to go in and be what he is for the Clemson Tigers. Can, can Trevor Lawrence be the next? Hold on. Let me. He has a lot to overcome on being on the Jaguars roster. I agree with Mike. But go ahead. Continue your thoughts. No, no, no. Please. No, no. I'm just saying Mike's right. I mean, there are some guys who can go to teams and and turn it around. But, hell, weren't we talking about the the last time I can remember a quarterback being such a generational talent and he actually followed through on that was Andrew Luck, right? He got drafted in, what was that, 12, 11, 12, somewhere around there. Mahomes so he said, gets drafted. He was, he was touted. He was touted. And here's the thing. The Colts are good, good enough. No, but by the time Mahomes. he retired, they were great. Imagine if you had Andrew Luck the past two years in Indy. That team would be a lot yeah, better. Don't, don't, it yeah, takes – Yeah. But my point <laughs> is – my point is it takes six to eight years, even with a general generational talent quarterback. And I'm so on board with, with you, Mike. Yeah, that's great. The Jaguars get a quarterback. What about your offensive line? What about your defense who's just giving up points left and right? I, I'm totally with you on this. I, oh, oh, wait. My they, hot they take have, is that – 11 guys on defense? Right. My hot take on this is that Trevor Lawrence, there, there is going to be another quarterback in this draft who is going to go to two or three more Super Bowls than Trevor Lawrence will ever go in his career. Well, that's because Urban Meyer, when he starts losing, will have another fake heart attack. But anyway. Well, yeah, that's a whole other story for a whole other day. Um, yeah. I, I, think, I, I think, think everybody exploded. New, he could be the new Philip Rivers. He could. He could be another Philip Rivers, and I'm fine with that. That's more than serviceable. But to get over that hump and get to the Super Bowl right. remains to be seen, right? right. All right, so – I hate doing this because, you know, like you said, you're all about Patriots. I'm throwing this in. This is my wild card. I'm a Cowboys fan through and through. 
And we talked last podcast and you kept telling me about Pitts and Parsons and all this. I just want to share something with you. Mm. Right. I want, I want y'all just listen to this in a row. First five games, Robert Woods, six catches, 105 yards, Calvin Ridley, seven catches, 109 yards, two touchdowns. DK Metcalf, four for 101 touchdown Lockett nine for a hundred yards and three touchdowns. OBJ, five catches, 81 yards, two touchdowns. Darius Slayton, eight catches, 129 yards. Question, why do we not need a cornerback? <laughs> that's it. That's, that's my whole defense for a cornerback right there. Get a corner. That's you know my what? Cowboys. I, I, think, I, think I hope I die on this hill. I do. I also think if Parsons falls to you and he's a pass rusher and you can get one of these guys in the second round, you go back to back. Who's the corner in the second round we're taking? I don't care. No, I'm, I'm asking who's if, available. If the quarterback on the other team is on his ass, doesn't Sertan, matter if you quarterback. Sertan, Horn, they'll be gone. Okay. We're looking at Samuel, oh, Newstone. Huh? You can have Sertan or Horn. There are other linebackers you can get in the second round, too. Listen, I'm just True. saying, you have to go back to back. You do back offense. If they somehow get pits. They just screwed themselves because you got to score 50 points then every game. They screwed themselves by picking up pits. Yes. The Cowboys have. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want, I, I don't want pits. That's to put they are. They Isn't are the tight end out of Penn state. Pretty good. Yes. Fr- Fr- Friar Mount. I can't say his name. It's, it's like, Pat. The, I'm going with Pat F. Cause that's his initial. <laughs> Give me he Pat F in the fourth Alex round. He is Kasiki like. As long as he has a quarterback to throw him the ball. Give me Pat F in the fourth or fifth round. I'll be happy. Okay. What, I'm telling you. What do you think, Mike? You have to either go linebacker and cornerback, or you got to go cornerback and linebacker. He's on the Parsons train. He thinks every team needs Parsons from pick eight to 17. So They do. <laughs> I, I, would go, I would go cornerback, linebacker. Okay. In that order, one, two. Let me ask you one question. Which team from eight and, and not to 17, by the way, I didn't go that far. The Raiders? They could use a linebacker. But eight to, let's say, even the Patriots, because I Bill Belichick. Eight to 15. Okay. Because he's that kind of, that's his kind of play. But tell me, eight to 15, who wouldn't take him? Carolina. Because I mean it. That's and if he's going to fall that far, he was a top three pick. Three I'm going months. off the top of the head here, so I think Carolina's at eight. Denver's at nine. You, you, we have Carolina eight. They Denver would take him. Nine. Denver nine. Let me finish this. I know I can do it. Cowboys at ten. Then you got the two NFC East teams, so that's going to be Giants, Eagles. Then at thirteen, you got Chargers. Fourteen, you have Vikings, and fifteen, you got the Patriots. Tell me which team. Which team should? Which, which team, team won't? Wouldn't. Dallas. Telling you. Okay. They wouldn't. Okay. They, but whether you think it's smart or stupid, they will always zig when everyone thinks they should. You know, they'll always zag okay, when they should that's zig. The one team, but I'm saying the rest of them. If he falls mm-hmm. that far, he's the every single talking head. Every one of them says he's the best defensive player in this draft. And he's falling to 
8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15. And everyone says Sertan's the best corner, and he's just going to fall into Dallas's lap. So take okay, him. Yeah, because the other teams are going for quarterback, tight end, wide receiver. It's going to be very curious. <clears throat> Which was the point I was going to make. Even, even the teams who aren't going to take, you know, something offensive, they're going for corners first. Um, because a lot of people got torched, you know, <laughs> last season. A lot of those – uh, what did we say? Eight through seven, Huge eight through seventeen. Yep. A lot of them got torched. So you yep. know, they're they're thinking, hey, we we need to do we need to do something about that. Um, so I think they're looking corner, um, and which is why I said the Cowboys would probably go corner linebacker first. Um, yeah, because to he could go to point, Carolina or Denver in a heartbeat now. Right. He should go to the Lions. Well, it's going to be interesting to see. The team who goes up, like, okay, let, just an example. We get through the first, let's call it the first six picks. We get through Miami, and Parsons is there. And let's just say he falls for whatever reason. Justin Fields is there. You've got one of the better quarterbacks in the draft class. You have the best linebacker in the draft class. And now we're at seven with, who's at seven? It's before Detroit. Carolina. Who is it? I thought that's Detroit. Yeah, Detroit's at seven. Okay. Six is Miami. Detroit seven. So now who's calling them who needs a linebacker in the back? That's my big thing. And they for example, let's say New England moves up to seven. Who are they taking? That's, that's why this draft is so freaking intriguing to me. They would take fields. It's insane. They would move they up take to fields, fields over Parsons. But here's the thing. They, they can now trade to seven, eight, or nine. And mm-hmm. get yeah. If he falls, absolutely. It's, it's one of the most – this is probably the one draft I can remember where there's been I have no idea. No. this much movement and be no. no certainty to what's happening. So, Mike, I'm going to ask you this real quick, and we got we got to wrap this up here soon. <laughs> In terms of the draft, where do you think it pivots? So, for example, the pick that comes in that everyone goes, oh, snap, and now everything else gets off on a different train. Is it two to the Jets? Three San Francisco, four Atlanta. Where are you thinking it kind of, or maybe another point? You can you can tell me where you think it's going to pivot. I think it's going to pivot at five. Um, I That's agree nasty. with you, Brendan, because I, I mean I if, I think a lot of people would be shocked if Cincinnati don't take an offensive lineman um, mm-hmm. with that pick, and I, there's rumors that they're thinking about taking. Uh, a receiver at that spot. And I mean, I understand you got Joe Burrow, you want to get him weapons. First, you got to get him protected. All right. I mean, if, 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 if they can't protect him, he's not going to be able to get the ball to anybody. So I, you know, I think it pivots at five. If they don't, if they take an offensive lineman, then I think it's kind of, you know, it, it'll, you know, it'll be the typical first round. A lot of predictions going to be right, but if they take a wide receiver, is going to get interesting. So big chaos. So two things about Burrow that I found. One, have y'all seen the picture of his knee? Yes, that scar. Yep. That is horrific. And two, right. have y'all seen the meme of him throwing the ball? And yes. It says, throwing it to so and so, and then the next one he's on his ass, and it's <laughs> he misses Chase. But if he has an <laughs> offensive lineman, another wide receiver. Yes, I yeah. love I love that one. That's a good one. Two pivot spots, one. and they're back to back. But, Lewis, you go first because I'm going to finish this one. Go first on what? What we got? The pivot spot. The pivot spot. Okay. 
I don't think it pivots at two or three. I think we know that they're taking quarterbacks one, two, three. So I, I don't think that's outrageous. I think we have a real good shot at pivoting at four with Atlanta because there's three different avenues they could go right away. One is that somehow they go ahead and trade Julio Jones for whatever reason between now and then. And they say, you know what? We're going to go take a wide out. We have our, we have our choice. We have our pick of the litter. That's one route. I think highly unlikely, but it's a route Two. They could just say best pass catcher in our, on our board is Kyle Pitts. So we're taking him. And now you got Matt Ryan, you ride him out for two more years and then you figure out quarterback later. You kick that, you kick that can down the road, theoretically, or three, you go ahead and draft a quarterback there to sit behind Matt Ryan. Now, the one interesting part there is if you draft which one, fields, though? which one? Cause I don't think, yeah, yeah. Come on. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. So if you draft fields, now the, the scrutiny and the criticism comes in. All right. So when are you benching Ryan? When are you benching Ryan as compared to if you draft someone like Lance and you go, well, he's still, we've got time to develop him. He's, he can take his time, all those things. So I think four, depending on kind of which, which door they take, right. This is like, um, what's that show? Let's make a deal. Make a deal. Yeah. Let's make a deal. Is it a B or was it one, two or three? And then they're going to pull door two. See, not, not a quarterback. Ah, or something, and then we're all going to, you know. So I think he'll pivot at four. But what do, what do you think, Brennan? Go ahead. Let's uh, finish out I this. Have, I have two scenarios. All right. If, if Lawrence and Wilson are gone. I don't think Wilson should be gone. But okay. At number three, if they take fields, it ain't going quarterback at four. I actually think it's Pitts. I think they try to do the, we're going to score 50, outscore us, we'll bring in some defensive help. Which, in that division, okay, cool. Who's going to beat them? Tampa? Okay, that's the only one. Because New Orleans just sacrificed half their lineup to get under the cap. I was going to say, they have the defensive. I, I think the other three teams have the defense to compete. They don't have the offense to compete would be their issue. But if we're scoring 50 with Pitts. Tampa would be the, the oh, shootout yeah. Monday night uh, football game. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Wholeheartedly. Yeah. Perhaps some young running back that they're going to give the ball to 15 times a game just to show it. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. That's that's scenario one. Scenario two, okay. Mac Jones goes three. Okay. Then they get – I think they want fields. I don't think anybody wants Lance. I think Lance is the one that falls. If, if it's not Jones at three, Lance falls. Mm-hmm. I truly believe that. So we think it's basically between Jones and Lance who falls. Who falls. Right. right. Makes sense. Lance hasn't played shit. I'm sorry. He just, yeah. he hasn't. I mean, if I, if I played two games and I threw 500 yards against uh, Southeast Missouri State Tech A&M, whatever, State, that doesn't prove that I'm a good quarterback. Uh, who's the A&M quarterback that threw for 1,500 yards in the first three games against all the shitty schools? Like It was like five or six years ago. Oh, he's going to win the Heisman. He's going to be the number one pick. And by the end of the season, he was nothing. Hmm. I know I'm you not guys quite sure what I'm saying. But, yeah, I, get, I understand your point. Yeah, I, it could have been, been Kenny. Bond, it was somebody else. It Kenny was, Hill? 
Yes. There you go. Yep. Thank you. As much as I don't like AM, I know all their quarterbacks. <laughs> so this it is, is what, what it is. They're on yeah. TV. You yeah. see it. So if if this is what happens and it and it ends up where Atlanta does take a quarterback that they want, Fields, I, I think they want Fields. He's homegrown, sells tickets. Everybody's denigrating this guy. I don't know. Sells why. New Jersey's with a different number. Oh, Kenny originally. Was gonna go to here. Yeah, well, you know what? Shut up. Just shut up. Anyway, yeah. long story short. Well, let me just ask Mike. Mike, no, no, you no. Want to go play five, in the frigid? At five, run. that's where it changes. And on that, if they get fields, five changes. Because if they go chase, yeah, if, and, and I, I have someone in my phone that is very high up at ESPN. Mm-hmm. Very high up. That person is telling me that they are going to F this up royally. Who, the Bengals? Yep. Mm. Instead of taking a certain, certain all-pro, and they could pick between two guys that are going to be all-pro for 10 years, and we've talked about this, Lewis. Two of them can't miss. Yeah. So we'll play. going to happen. No doubt. They're going to take the wide receiver. Because and again, Mike Brown only wants to sell tickets. He don't want to win a championship. And I lived there for ten years. That guy only runs it as a business. He does not run it as a team. He does not run it as a championship organization. The best thing that could happen to Cincinnati is is he somehow sells it to somebody that actually gives a shit. Okay, take everything you just said, and then just substitute Jerry Jones in Dallas because that oh. is a carbon copy. It is. It's all about the money. It's about it the is. Benjamins. It is oh, nothing to do about money. a Super Bowl. <laughs> it's all a front. <laughs> Hate it. But it is what it is. So, so I, I have Mike. a question really quick, Lewis. Yeah, go I ahead. Question. So, at 32, Trayvon Morig, I think that's how you say his name. Yeah, uh, the safety, safety of TCU. Yes. He's all over the place with the draft boards. Um, some people think he's going to go first round. Some think he should slip to second round. If he falls to 32 and the Bucks can grab him. Oof. It's rumored that they may grab him and trade with your team, the Cowboys. Yeah. I think the Bucks should grab him if he slips to 32, but I don't think they should trade him to the Cowboys. 100% I- agree. I hate to. Agree I, with I you. know. I know. But we have. Sure. I like Whitehead, um, but I think Mo Rig and Whitfield. The way you know mm-hmm. them two beside each other, I think that would be pretty dangerous. Honestly, yeah. I, I can't think of a position where um, the Bucks are just hurting. Right. So you oh, know that. Wait, which one? Uh their wide receiving core often gets banged up. Okay, I and agree with that. I've heard that a particular person out of Ole Miss might fall to them, and they are going to gobble him up like there's no tomorrow. Elijah, you know what's crazy? Elijah I have had more. I haven't heard any uh, draft rumors. I, I am um, a Tom Brady fan, so I'm a Bucks fan as of now. Um, and I had I hadn't, you know, all the mock drafts I've seen and what we're going for. Um, I haven't heard anything about a wide receiver. Not at that first, not that first spot. Now, later. He wants to play three more years. 
if right. you can get Elijah Moore to fill in Chris Godwin's spot and they can get rid of Godwin after this year with a cheap wide receiver, that's why they're targeting him. They're not talking about him on purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. I also heard that from the person I talked to. I believe I believe it. The thing I would say, instead of getting rid of Godwin, um, and and it's it's probably crazy to say, but I would keep Godwin. Let Mike go. Here's why you don't. Godwin ripped his hamstring a year and a half ago. I ripped mine my sophomore year of high school, and guess what? It still hurts. Okay. And once you you tear a hammy, it's over. Yep. So I think they are very casually watching that. And I also think that they are wide receivers can be replaced. Right. And making that case for 20 years. Yeah. I'm going to swing back to what Mike said about safety for the Cowboys. I agree with you. If the Bucks get him, I think Morig is going to be one of these ball hawking safeties. He's going to take a lot of chances his rookie year. So there's going to be a lot of flash plays. There's going to be a lot of ESPN highlights. Look what he did. He's got four picks. He's going to be on the all rookie team, those sort of things. But if I'm the Cowboys, ideally, like you said earlier, you want to go corner linebacker. But really, if if you really have a good draft board for the Cowboys, which is suspect, let's not lie. But let's say the Cowboys have targeted a linebacker spots three through five, you know, rounds three through five, excuse me. Right. Well, at 44, now you can go get a safety there. And if Morgan's off the board, tough luck. I mean, it's just kind of how it is. But there's a kid out of Oregon they're talking about at safety. There's a kid who I believe plays corner safety out of University of Washington. I'm not saying they're my favorite picks, but if they're there and that's really what you truly want, go for it. I hear that between if you got Sertan and the safety out of Oregon, a lot of the beat writers here in Dallas at least are like, all right, we've we've at least we've gotten ourselves from a bottom worst defense in the league, at least up to about 20, which, by the way, it's not the NFL of old where your defense has to be top five in order to win the Super Bowl. Right. You just got to be average more often than not. Now, if you're if your team can get to the rusher like we saw with uh, Tampa Bay this year, um, New England, what was it, three years ago? And quite honestly, the two years ago, let's not lie, San Francisco had that Super Bowl one for 52 minutes. The first 52 minutes, they dominated and put Mahomes on his ass. Garoppolo yeah. hits that long bomb. It's, yeah, it's, it's the game. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It is. I don't it is. But – I mean, that's truly what it was. And and what Tampa Bay did is they just replicated San Francisco's game plan from two years ago, and they executed it. They just executed it better. All right. Long story short, Zoom is not charging us for running over for the four. Thanks, Zoom. I, I have, I, I, I've got a question for the two of you, and let's, let's just do this because we just yeah, brought it up. Going. Why the hell is Jimmy G getting hated? I, I'm sorry. Like, I get he's hurt, but, like, my God. You got healthy guys that perform at one quarter of the level of him. I would take him any day of the week. I'm hoping they drop him over the weekend and the Patriots sign him for nothing. Tell Cam Newton to pack his fucking bags. Cool. If I feel that way about him, why does San Francisco feel that way? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. 
I can't get into Shanahan or John Lynch's head. And Shanahan's stopped telling people they're going to die by Sunday, but that's beside the point. Yeah, well, I don't understand that. But <laughs> I mean, honestly, yeah. <laughs> let's say he got dropped by the weekend. You know who should go get him? This is a hot take. You ready? Chicago. That's one, but it's not my favorite. My favorite to watch San Francisco's, you know, they get all tight. Like, wait, what happened? Seattle. You're making the strange face. I'm telling you, Russell Wilson. He's not better than fucking Russell Wilson. No one said he was. No one said he was. You're new, but chime in, please. Come on. Quarterback getting hurt. Oh, Dak Prescott will never get hurt. It'll never happen. Boom, broken leg. Russell Wilson's so great. Russell Wilson's 33, 34 years old. He will get hurt. Takes a lot of hits. Takes a lot of them. Telling you. Oh, okay. On that. Be ready. Be ready. If you sign him the right way, yes. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Appreciate it. But he is worthy of starter money. He is. Seattle is out. That makes sense. I totally agree with you there, but I'm telling you. Where, Where would he go? Where would he go? Ooh. You're probably right. Chicago makes the most sense. I don't think Andy Dalton's going to be your savior there. <laughs> well, I don't think – I think Chicago is just – I think Chicago is becoming another – I don't know. I think they're just going to blow it all up the way Jacksonville did because mm-hmm. nothing is working now. I mean, they, they keep trying. They keep trying to rebound this team and, you know – Maybe this quarterback can save us. Maybe this quarterback can save us. And I'm starting to think it's not the quarterback. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, you know, maybe they just need to blow it all up. Well, you know, when when the Patriots go up in a draft, so they have a bunch of draft capital and they go, okay, I'm going to give you my fourth round, my two fourth round picks to move up to the end of the third round. When they do that, they always pick someone who is of great quality. The Patriots have a great track record of doing that. On the other hand, we have the Bears GM who the past three or four drafts has done that, done the move up for a guy, and the guy's just so-so, right? I mean, David Montgomery is a good enough running back, I guess, but he's no Derrick Henry or Zeke or anyone of that caliber. Yeah. So, I, I, so I why did you too. do that? Well, why I would not too, but he got hurt. Yeah. But I'm just saying this is – it's not even David Montgomery. I don't want to pick on him. I don't like picking on people. Wait, wait. But you wouldn't jump up one spot and give up three draft picks for, for David Montgomery? What he wanted? For David Montgomery? No, no. I'm just talking about uh, this guy. His, his name's – oh. Unleash the Fury, Mitch. Unleash the Fury. Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, no. San Francisco had the ultimate game of power like – we're you know what? We're going to take a hot one for you. <laughs> Trey Lance, <laughs> if not in the right setup, Trey Lance could be the next Mitch Trubisky. Very limited playing time in college. Every Goes to the wrong team, wrong scheme, and then it's over. That sucks. Hmm? It just had a good, every year we get in love with the senior that sucks that had a good year. Every year. It happens every fucking year. Okay. No, y'all, y'all got me second guess, second guessing Trey now. But I don't, I'm, I don't. Okay, and I've said this to Lewis. I've said it to the other guys in Out of Bounds. My two quarterbacks. I like Trevor Lawrence. I, I listen. He might not win a Super Bowl, but I like Trevor Lawrence. And Justin Fields is the only other guy. My wild card is Trask. 
I think Trask is getting trashed because of Pitts. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that was his target, but it was his only fucking target. Did anybody have a problem when Brady was throwing to Gronkowski all that? No. What about Kadarian Tory Torby? I can't say his name. Number Listen, one. I, don't, I even think Mond might be the fourth best quarterback. He might, might be. Everybody I, comes out of these shitty offenses that they don't think are going to work in the pros, and then they just they, they they discount them as a professional quarterback. And I honestly think three of these guys are going to absolutely destroy themselves. I don't think Wilson's a professional quarterback. I'm not in on Lance and Jones through to the best talent in college football. Right. Now, you know, I will what, say you know this what, about I, Trey Lance. Every single Alabama, per, you know what, Mike, every single Alabama person I talk to, oh, yep, you're wrong. Guess what? I could. No, I, I was right there. That, that was agreeing with you. That was get them out of here. Okay, 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 left. When you, when yeah, you I'm, know, I'm pushing them. I'm pushing them down the draft board. That's what you want. I thought you were no, swiping I'm, me left. I'm, I'm pushing them down the draft board because I'm not okay. sold on. Okay. I'm really only sold on one quarterback, and only him if he ends up in the right situation. Who um, is that? Justin Fields is his arm impresses me. Yeah. If he gets in the right situation, um, or somebody teaches him. I think the 49ers, um, honestly, they have I love them there with the Patriots. They have a couple of guys who, who can, you know, burn a few corners and in an offense like that, I think, you know, he can hit on some deep bombs and I'm not know, saying be a threat. I'm not saying he's the same size and same type of player as the quarterback I'm about to mention. But in terms of production and leading a team, I think he could be very much like Cap was in the early 2010s, you know, just a good quarterback can hit these guys. We can make I, some plays. I, I, we can get down the field. And when I got a bail with my legs, I can go. Yeah. Yes. Now, going back to we're against the worst defenses he or best defenses he played against. But at the same time, his personnel did not make adjustments like Alabama wide receivers did. And, and that's the problem. Yeah. That's coaching. That's not the quarterback. I agree. Right. Now, to go back to Trey Lance, the thing I noticed with him is he does have a big arm and he's a big, big body. I'm wondering if his comparable will be a little more to the likings of Donovan McNabb. How Donovan McNabb, when he scrambled out of the pocket, not necessarily, once again, they're not the same player. They're not the same size. But when he got out of the pocket, he could take a hit and keep going. I had That's a what really, did. really good friend ask me if I liked watching Jeff George. Do and what? I, Play yeah. football? Because that's a no. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I like I like I like him talking the ball, right? And yeah. Then, well, then you're going to enjoy Trey Lance's career too. Yeah, that's fair. It's absolutely fair. Because at the drop of a dime, he's going to throw it 60 yards. He's going to be five yards off. Maybe, possibly. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's going to roll out I mean, like Jeff George used to. Mike, I don't know if you remember Jeff George, and and I'm not again, not trying. You're, you're young, but Jeff George oh, was. Fine. Jeff George, every year, could outthrow any quarterback. You throw 80 yards, sneezing. He reminds me of the guy at, like, the golf driving range. He's like, I hit it 350, and I'm like, how often is it straight, though? He's, he's, he's happy, 350 he's in the fucking Gilmore. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, like, anybody want to watch me do it 450 yards? Well, can you putt, asshole? Yeah. It's great. I call that, I call that gorilla ball in uh, golf. It's where you can drive it 450, but you also put it 450. <laughs> yeah, so so 
my my thing with um the drafts and, and I always say every every player is a gamble. Mm-hmm. And we might we might end up seeing about four or five of these of these guys who have the career that the team who drafts them thought they would have. That's and then we'll end up seeing a few of them that falls way down who's going to have the career that these first round guys are supposed to have. I, I'm going to say it like this. I'm going to leave it on this point. I think we have the opportunity to have anywhere from about three to six Hall of Famers, future Hall of Famers in this draft class. But the best part of it is I don't think it's going to be the three to six that everyone just automatically assumes. And to me, this is going to be one of those years quarterback draft class wise Kind of like 2016 with Goff and Wentz and everyone else. Because I've got, I've got six. Yeah, that's, you've that's got six Hall of Famers. I had about, but I want to hear your six. My six Hall of Famers. Oh, I'll get there. But my point is, this year to finish out my one point, I'll get to that. I think this is the quarterback year of like boom or bust. It's like we're going to have a lot of great quarterbacks, or we thought we were going to have seven to eight quarterbacks and we got like one hall of famer out of all of them and the other seven are just serviceable. So we'll see how that plays, but yeah, in terms of hall of famers, that's going to be a tough one. That's a really, really tough call because I think there's just so much uncertainty, but if, you know, gun to my head, who's going to the hall of fame, literally gun to my head. Who's going to the hall Sewell Slater. I think there'll be a wide out in there. Just not sure who, if I were to take a educated guess, I'd go Waddle. And then my second wild card wide receiver to make it to the hall. I mean, really just great possession receiver, always there. Someone like a Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota, but that's a reach of going to the hall of fame, but he could still be an all pro receiver for years and years and years after that i'm, I'm just saying I, I think it's one of these years where like a russell wilson in the third or um you know a dak prescott in the fourth you're gonna find talent somewhere in the late rounds and some of these guys are gonna be upper echelon in their respective positions and in their in their respective draft class i just i have this feeling we're gonna have six hall of famers somehow and those four to me are the ones that I look at and go, yeah, I see the career path to get you to the hall. And who knows? We'll, we'll figure it out. Mike, you got anybody like that? You think in hall of fame, like just, I, I can't Mike, see how Mike, they don't do go. Think? How many, how many? Yeah. How many, how many? Um, hmm. It's a great question. Maybe he'll list them. Then tell us how many, I don't know. I, I would, I would, I would give three, three. I wouldn't give six. Um, I I definitely agree. Um, You weren't looking at the screen, but I definitely had the thumbs up on Waddle. Um, I definitely like Waddle. I believe, and this this is a bit of a long shot because he's going to go so early that he he might or might, you know, not get into a good situation. Um, Like I just said, um, Justin Fields, if he lands in the right situation – I believe he could have a Hall of Fame career. 
Um, if he if he lands in the right situation, he can stay healthy, most definitely. And uh, the third one, I, that's a wild card. That's one I, I really hadn't thought about. But Fields and Waddle, those are two guys. Um, like you said, gun to my head, I would probably pick those two. Um, you know, and Fields is really a bit of a wild card for me because it, it's just it depends on the situation he lands in. Um, I think you know some. One of the draft boards have has him going to Carolina. Like I said about San Francisco, that's that's not really a good situation for him, especially in the division that they're in right now. The beginning of his career wouldn't be very good, but because of the weapons they have in Carolina for his game, I think he could start to build there. They have a lot of speedy guys, you know, a lot of guys who can get open. Can be Cam Newton 2.0, right? Right, right. Whereas give him a five year window and then we're going to a Super yeah. Bowl. Yeah, I'm with exactly. You. Yeah. So I mean I I think he I think if he slips down to Carolina, that's a better situation for him in the long term than going to San Francisco. Yeah, we're gonna see. It's it's like I said, I'm actually really pumped to watch this draft. And I'm telling you right now that I don't know if y'all hear it, but the thunder and lightning is really crashing out here. I'm kind of hoping for a rain out just a little bit because it's going to be so exciting. I can't think of another time where I wanted to watch picks one through 32. Normally I'm like, all right, Cowboys pick at eight. After that, I don't care. I'm out. Right. I mean, I think I we're going to be invited off to the out of bounds cast, but I would also love to be able to do it with you guys. Cause obviously we can, I mean, I'll pay for zoom to go farther than 40 minutes. I don't care. Um, Cause you only got to pay once, but uh, I have 10. Hall of Famers. Ten? Ten. Yeah. Woo. That is a hot take. That is very hot. Uh, how many quarterbacks of the ten are there? Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll let you know at the end. <laughs> I got two tight ends. Two tight ends. Oh, I know who they are. We have been I, – I, I don't know who you're going to say, but tight ends have been evolving, and I think, you know – we're going to see a lot more Hall of Fame tight ends in the future. I think we're going to see Four out of ten on offensive linemen and tight ends. Go ahead, Lewis. Tell, tell me my tight ends. Kyle Pitts. Kenny Yaboa. Yep. Ole Miss tight end. Yep. That's a all underrated round all, all the way it is. He's going to fall to the 34th round. He's going to be the next Rob Gronkowski Hall of Famer. Um, Slater. So, done. We're at four, right? Okay. I got Sertan. You got Sertan? Yep. And you don't want my Cowboys to have him? Of course I don't. I hate your Cowboys. Mm. Why well, do I want the Cowboys to be good? Let, you, let, you, let the hate flow through you, man, like it's Star Wars. <laughs> it's fine with me. We can be the evil empire. I don't care. I got Parsons. I'm sorry, I do. I, I, I genuinely think that he's a captain of a defensive team, and I think – where he's going to go, which, again, through those teams, he's going to be that person that he's he's Sean Lee times 10. He is. Oh, yeah. He just fucking is. And Sean Lee was awesome. I love Sean know. Lee. Just often injured. Hated it. Just often injured. And, and, and I read a story on him today, and it made me cry because, motherfucker, that guy had all the talent. And he could have been a Hall of Famer. He did. He just got hurt. So I'm at six now, right? 
Um, I got Pitts, Yeboah, Sertain, Parsons. Who were your other two? I'm sorry, I missed it. Your quarterbacks, I guess. Oh, wait. What number am I at? Well, I have Pitts, Yeboah, Sertan, and Parsons written down. Who That's are your five? other two? Huh? Five? Pitts, Yeboah, Sertan, Parsons. I have who am I yeah, he, five. Yeah, he, he named an uh O'Lyman Slater. Yeah. Oh, Slater. Slater. Okay, my okay. bad. Okay, yeah. Number five. Slater, are you going Sewell too? Yes. That's Sewell. why I thought Okay, I so say. there's your yeah. six. <laughs> Sorry. I knew I missed him. I okay, told you I, I missed him. I knew I did. I didn't think okay, I was. So there's back. your six. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay. <laughs> Thank you. Like, oh. I really appreciate it. <laughs> You're paying attention. Um, so here's here's my difference. Okay, I think Chase go. is the bust. Think more Chase is the bust? I, I think he's the next AJ Green. Hmm. Okay. Gonna be good, but not great. Right? Okay. Yeah. I love, and I mean love, Waddle. Seven. He ain't hurt this year. Smith don't make that fucking Heisman. No way. It doesn't. It doesn't. Now, where the next people come in is, is again, where they get drafted. I love Elijah Moore. I actually, I mean, I really actually think he might be the best wide receiver, wide receiver, not above Pitts. I just, I just love him. If he went to Tampa Bay, he would have 1500 yards in the first year. He's, he, but he, he had it at Ole Miss. Yeah. That's a, there's like, a lot of talent in Tampa Bay. I don't know if you noticed. They still got. That's what I'm saying, but Tom will find the talent. Yeah, but you, to, <laughs> my point is to get fifteen hundred yards, you got to be Randy Moss on the 07 Patriots, okay. where everyone else has six hundred. That's okay. my only point. Okay, okay. Um, he can catch nine hundred yards and fifteen touchdowns and be electric. I'm not denying his talent; it's possible. But fifteen hundred's a reach unless you just have no one else to throw to. Uh, so here's the thing: you got eight. I got defensive players. I but I want him to be picked by the right team. Okay. So my biggest problem here is I love the kid from Michigan. Hold on. Let me look up his name. Are you talking about Quiddy pay? Yes. The edge. If he went to a team like Buffalo, if he went to a team like Miami, Pittsburgh, they're not picking that. I know. But He's going in the first round. I'm thinking defensive players, right. defensive teams. Right, but I'm, I'm what I'm saying. Hold on, because yeah, what I'm what I'm thinking is is that he has to go to a team that's already established, mm-hmm. which Pittsburgh's going to either take a running back or an offensive or lineman. Offensive line, yeah. So again, I love him. My next guy, and, and Mike's going to love me, I actually think Najee's the real deal. Najee Harris? Yep. And I and maybe I'm going to 11, but I think uh, Travis is too. Travis. Travis? Travis Antian? Yes. Sorry. Well, you said Harris, which is a Travis. last name. Then you said Travis. First yeah. name. <laughs> but no. I'm just but no, I, I mean, maybe that makes it 11, but I, I, I had 10 in my head. No, well, I, 10 I'm, I'm makes serious. it 11, but... 
those are all 11 good picks. I, I think they're all Hall of Famers. I think Harris could be a, I don't want to say 2,000 yard rusher, but I think for like several years he could, and the, the new running back threshold is, is get over 1,500 for three or four years, and then now you're a Hall of Famer, and he could do mm-hmm. that. For sure. And I also think Travis could too. I, I In the right situation, like that's the problem. Yeah. I think if Harris goes to Pittsburgh, guaranteed. I think if uh, Travis went to a team, God, I hate to say this. <laughs> um, like the Rams. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, like, yeah, they've got, they've got acres, but like acres is that James White guy. But if Travis yeah. goes there, that's your first and second down back, and he's still rushing for twelve to fifteen hundred yards a year. And Acres Absolutely. is your guy that you dump down when your wide receivers are. Yeah, especially sure. with Stafford there. I I don't really I don't disagree with any of your picks. Right, I, I don't either. The only thing is, a couple of your guys are on um, watch from the NFC least. Uh, I I think. That there's too many broken situations there. Um, I'm you don't you don't have to have a career start off as a Hall of Fame career. Don't get me wrong, but sometimes those kind of situations can change a player. I want you to I want you to look up something, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart. Look up what the record was for the New York Giants before they drafted Lawrence Taylor. That's awful. <laughs> That's all you need to know. That's all, That's all I'm saying. Sometimes I one guy, and that one guy is a Hall of fucking Famer. True. Nah, I, but I, I see what you're saying. That's I mean, all I'm saying. Like, I, I agree with everything you just said. The NFC least is shitty. Right. And, and it's not just the it's not the teams. It's the but certain I mean, it's, it's, it goes. It starts at the head, and then it goes down to so you what, know. What it, if it's just can turn around the Cowboys? Right. Okay. What if defensively he can shut down the passing game? They're, they're not bad against the run, by the way. Right. No, that's the point. If they can shut down the passing game. Like, okay, if Jerry Jones doesn't get in Jerry Jones's head. I think what they should do is they should send him out on the yacht. Okay. Here's my Jerry Jones idea. You send him out on a yacht and you send him to some really foreign country place. I'm talking like Thailand. All right. Like across the world and just tell him the draft on Saturday. Hold on, let me finish. And just tell them the drafts on Saturday. You're like, yeah, the international timeline, it got all screwy. I'm sorry, you missed rounds one through four. Oh, our apologies. Yeah, we have Sertan, uh, <laughs> the safety out of Oregon, uh, Nick Bolton, Nick Bolton, and, uh, and the tight end out of Penn State. We, oh, I'm sorry, we just picked up four of the better young talents in the league. Uh, sorry, you missed, draft, you missed the first four rounds. Our apologies. But I think more than anything else, I think we're all going to be a little bit close and maybe wrong or whatever. But to have 11 Hall of Famers from a draft class, my only concern with that is injuries. Uh, Agreed. I'm just okay. Oh yeah. They they all have the they all have the potential, obviously. But I mean, how many times have we seen a guy where like, man, first three years, and then they get hurt. So. I didn't say Trevor Lawrence. 
You don't I need think to. It's next, Philip Rivers, and I think that does not make him a Hall of Famer. <laughs> right. Exactly. The 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 only reason, Brendan, why I said what I said about a couple of your guys going to the NFC least is because they could end up in these situations. I'm going to use Mitch Trubisky as a – people trashed him completely. You know, they, they trashed him, but – Record is not that bad. Right. Yeah. If Patrick Mahomes ends up being the Bears quarterback and Mitch ends up going to – City. The Chiefs. <laughs> it's It's flipped. You know, I mean, now we would be like, oh, Mahomes sucks. Chicago sucks. I, I heard that the other day, and it absolutely blew my mind because I, I, you're right. He would not succeed in Chicago. How about exactly. Deshaun Watson? He was also there in that oh. draft. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It's, a, it's a big – that draft is a big sliding door. It all depends on the masseuses of Chicago, okay? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's going to get edited out by Trey, but it should. So, <laughs> a really fucking point. <laughs> it was a great point, but why you got to toe the line? You're trying to get us shut down. We're not even 10 episodes in. Listen, Come on. Listen. It was a little time. He can edit it out, but let's, that was let's a get really 50, Let's get 55 point. to 60 under our belt before we make any more suits jokes. Listen, I'm a roaster. It's going to happen. It'll get edited out. It's the, it's the redhead. It's, it's the ginger in you. <laughs> well, hey, guys, I... I don't know about y'all, but uh, I'm dealing with a storm out here that apparently is heading and my I, way. It's so. coming my way, actually. We're getting. No, it's li- I, I'm not kidding. We're talking ten minutes away. People are telling me to go watch the news, so uh, hey, we got to your basement then. Got to shut it down. Yeah. Thrilled to have you. Oh, Mike. A, a pleasure. Hey. Such a blast, man. So glad you were able to jump on tonight. And um, yeah, let's just keep this going. Uh, Ginger, you want to sign us off? Absolutely. Thank you again for Ginger's tailgate. There are no meals tonight. There are no rankings. There's no gambling. But tomorrow night, my goodness, the three of us will be talking. And God bless every single shitty team that drafts horribly. Because (laughs) the Jets were looking at you. Draft that BYU Mormon. Oh, that's going to get into the show. Oh, man. (laughs) All right. You fellas have a good night. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, man. Bye.